G'day, g'day everyone. Welcome to the Chasing Travels podcast, where you can hear about all things travel, conservation, wild adventures, and anything and everything else in between. I'm Alicia, a full-time eco-traveler with a passion to inspire and teach others about this big, wide world that we live in. And I'll be chatting to people from all over the globe who will share their stories and get you excited and pumped up to get out there. All right, guys, let's get chasing. Welcome back to another episode of the Chasing Travels podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Welcome back if you're a long-time listener. And if you're brand new to the show, then welcome to the show. My name's Alicia. I'm your host. Today, I am recording from the not-so-sunny Melbourne. So my partner and I have whizzed down from Brisbane. We left um, five days ago. And we've arrived in Melbourne today and we are off to Tassie tomorrow, the wonderful state of Tasmania. It's the first time I've been overseas Ah, in a couple of years, but we're excited. We're taking the boat over on the day sailing. We've got our caravan in behind us. We've left hot Brisbane at, I don't know, high 20s to uh, about 19 degrees and getting cooler by the minute. So us Queenslanders, we're in our shorts and shirts and thongs, but the winter woolies are coming out. Anyway, today's episode, I am actually recording it in the car. I'm testing this out. Haven't set the van up yet to record podcasts, so hopefully this works. It's pretty soundproof in here. So for anyone out there that's thinking about doing a podcast or if you're doing a podcast, if you're looking for a soundproof room or area, go for the car. So today I'm going to do six things to think about if you're doing a road trip. Now, this has been inspired by this week's journey, and I do have to admit I wasn't really prepared for this week's podcast. It's been a crazy week of driving and uh, stopping along the way to just smash out the kilometers to get down to Melbourne to, as I said, get on that boat to Tasmania tomorrow. So if you are going to do a road trip, then you might want to think about some of these things. If you have done a road trip, then maybe you'll find enjoyment listening to this. Or if you don't want to do a road trip or you've never done one, then maybe you'll think about doing one after this. So here we go. Six things to think about if you're doing a road trip. Number one, the time that Google tells you is never correct. You have to factor in wee stops, snack stops, trucks cutting you off whilst you're going down a hill, and then you go up a hill and they slow right down. Now, nothing against the truckies out there. You guys are amazing. You're keeping countries moving and growing. But man, we had one today just right up behind us, cut us off, and then of course there was a hill right after and we slowed right down to 40 and went around him. Um, and then of course things to see along the way. Oh, Google doesn't tell you that the big strawberry is coming up in 400 meters and you should stop because they have wicked strawberry ice cream, milkshakes, and or the most delicious scones ever. So you've got to stop at these places. And you know, it's all about supporting the local economies as you drive through these little towns. And I do have to admit that I did order some scones. Uh, well, I thought it was one scone uh, and it came out as two. Two massive scones with jam and cream, the freshest strawberry jam ever. And yeah, I ate them all. So 
Uh, factor in all those things for your time. A six-hour drive on Google turns into about an eight or nine-hour drive. Number two, portaloos are great until you have to empty them. And I don't think anyone likes to do it. I love watching people, though, do that morning ritual over to the dump spot. It's head down, walking quite quickly, not making eye contact with anyone. They're trying not to strain as they're carrying 20 litres of wee in their toilet. Sorry, this is grossing you out, but it's true. And then they find the dump spot. Then you've got to get the aim right to pour the portaloo into the dump point. Then you've got to spray it clean. You've got to make sure there's no back spray. You've got to make sure you give it a good shake out and clean and bring it back happily, swinging your arm and smiling that you've now got a, an empty and fresh portaloo. However, in saying that, they are great. So if you need to do little wheeze in the night, you don't have to get out into the freezing cold or put on pajamas or whatever to go over to the toilet. You can just use your little portaloo. For those in a tent, maybe a different story, but you know, if you've got space and you don't want to do bush weasel or fight the cold, take one along, put it in the corner of your tent. You'll be laughing and thanking me. Number three, snacks are vital. And especially if you're doing long drives, you want to keep the snacks high. You want to keep the energy high. Things like fruit are great for the body. Things like chips, lollies, and chocolate are, yeah, they're good for five minutes and then you have the crash. And to be eco-friendly, you know, obviously fruit is great. Get it without the packaging. Cook something before you go. If you're leaving your hometown and you're setting off for a week of travel like we have, cook some biscuits or slice or cake or something before you go. Pre-made meals, amazing. My mum actually cooked us three, four different meals that we could put in the fridge so we didn't have to think about dinner on this mad dash south. And cuppa. Man, you can stop at so many coffee shops as you're traveling. And like I said before, it's great to support the local economies, but you also can't stop for coffees every single day uh, or two and three coffees if you drink that much coffee. So get yourself one of those cups that's going to keep it hot or cold. Cold is good too. Can recommend the Yeti and also just the old Thermo cup. Make your coffee in the morning, put it in the back ready for your morning tea snack. You can stop on the side of the road. You don't have to buy any takeaway coffee cups and contribute to landfill. You've got your coffee there ready to rock and roll and feel refreshed after your coffee stop. Number, what are we up to? Number four, there's always that person that wants to chat to you when you're setting up or packing down. Now, I mean this in the nicest possible way. We both love a good chat. I love a chat. Please come up and chat to us if you ever see us. I will go and chat to you, but I don't go and chat to people when they're trying to set up. And I swear, maybe it's because we're two girls. The men, they come up and they want to tell you how to reverse. They want to tell you how to set the annex up. You know, they're being helpful, definitely. And don't get me wrong. The other day we did have a guy and he's like, yep, I can give you some reversing tips. And I am shocking at reversing. That is Kel's department. I will navigate until the cows come home. But when it comes to the reversing, that's Kel. But this guy, we pulled in and the the campground was a huge showgrounds and you could literally park anywhere. But anyway, he made us park in this right spot, which was great. And okay, love, I'll, I'll give you a, a few tips here for reversing. 
So he gave us a few tips, great, but then he decided, Nana, I'm gonna, I'm gonna show you how it's done. And he puts his half his body through the window, turns the steering wheel for me, and then walks back with the car. Oh, hang on, let me turn it back the other way. So he basically steered us in happy days. But then, you know, we're, we're trying to set up and the sun's going down and we're ready for a shower, still chit chatting away. Um, but always good stories. If people want to chat, it is great. You know, he did tell us another five places to go and stop at along the way, which is very helpful. And, you know, these people, they've traveled uh, a lot of the time too. So they know some of the tips and tricks and how to's to enjoy your time whilst traveling and, and things to see and do. The next one is when traveling on a budget, free camps or donation parks are great. So for all the Aussies listening, if you're thinking about traveling, spend the $7 and get yourself the Wikicamps app. Uh, I wish I was sponsored by Wikicamps, but I'm not. But it is such a good app. You can just type in wherever you're going or look on the map for some options. You can filter it down to free camps, donation, caravan parks. Do you want water? Do you want toilets? Do you want showers? Do you want Wi-Fi? Do you want service? or none of the above. It's so good. You can go in there, you can read reviews, you can add photos, you can put reviews in yourself. It makes it so much easier. And another great thing is obviously when you don't have uh, internet, it becomes a bit hard. So you can download the map. Or if you don't have internet, it's good to have a backup. And what we use is the Camps Australia book. So again, which I was sponsored by Camps Australia, but we have the Camps 10 book and it's super helpful. You can look on there and it gives you a little brief write-up of, of what the camp is, how much it is, where it is, that sort of thing. So that really helps for the budget. You can stay at some beautiful places for a few dollars or even for nothing. And it's so good to, to go and support the, the towns that are providing these free camps. So, you know, if you're staying at the free camp, go to the pub for, for dinner one night, Go and have a, a feed at the bakery for breakfast. Um, fuel up your car on the way in or out of the town just to support them and, you know, thank them. Thank them for providing such a, a great spot for you to camp up for a couple of nights because it's very helpful on the budget. And then, you know, when you need the fancy dance things like the Wi-Fi and the laundry and a hot shower, you've saved that few extra dollars and you can come and stay at a, a caravan park to do all those things. And finally, water is important. Very, very important. Again, traveling in Australia, you can go hours without seeing places to, to fill up your water. With drinking water especially, you can go hours without seeing even any creeks or lakes that have water in them. So it's good to always have extra on hand. Carry a water tank. Make sure your water tank has a little bit in it at least so that you don't run into trouble. Now, <clears throat> when you are camping and sometimes there is no water, that's when washing yourself, dishes and clothes all become optional. So hello, hippie mode. And speaking of dishes, alfoil dinners. Man, they are so good. So wrap your potato, pumpkin, carrots, a sweet potato and some alfoil, chuck it in the fire and let them cook. You are obviously going to save on dishes, therefore saving on water. If there's no options to have water, it's super easy. They taste amazing. All you need to do is check it a couple of times, put your fork in and test that the potato or whatever you're cooking is cooked and then pull it out. And if you unwrap it super carefully, then you can save those sheets and the next night or a couple of nights down the track, you can reuse that alfoil. Then once you're done with it, wrap it up. And if it's the size of a fist, so if you scrunch it all down to make a, a big ball of alfoil or aluminium foil or for the Americans aluminum foil 
then you can actually recycle that as well. So that's a hot tip for saving water, easy dinner. So that's my one six tips for traveling on the road. Um, there's so many more. And if you would like to share your favorite tip, I would love to hear it. So send me a message on Instagram at Alicia Petrie, or you can go and follow the Chasing Travels Instagram and send me a message there and tell me what is your favorite tip whilst on the road that might help another traveler. So folks, next week I'll be having an interview with Kezi. She is a traveler that quit her job to go and travel the world for a year. And seven years later, she's still traveling and she dials in from Berlin. We have a great chat about how she's done what she's doing, her trips to Uganda and how you can get involved with that. Super excitable, lots of information there. So until next week, and I'll be tuning in from Tassie. So I can't wait to tell you how that goes, how the boat goes tomorrow. Hopefully we don't get seasick. We have some very high dosage of travel calm. Okay, guys, have a ripper week. And get outside and enjoy nature, enjoy the great outdoors. Alrighty guys, that's a wrap for today's show. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you got any value from this, you learned something, or maybe you laughed just a little bit, hit the subscribe button, share it on your socials, and make sure that you tag me, Alicia Petrie. That's it from me. See you next week. Have a ripper day and get out there and get chasing.